Welcome back, guys. Um, another day, another dollar, another episode of Tall and Taller. Um, a lot's happened. Uh, again, I think feel like we say this every show. Um, you got the spring game happened on Saturday. Uh, Tigers baseball's back. Um, somebody who talked shit very early in the NCAA tournament challenge decided uh, is going to be eating some crow here. Um, but uh, I mean, it, we'll start off in the spring game, I guess, because I mean, like I said, there's just a lot. Um, just a nice little easy spot to start. And actually, you know what? Hang on. Let's start here, actually. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you, do I need to show the video recollection of what happened about, I don't know, probably, what, three, four weeks ago after that first weekend when I was sitting in, like, 11th place in the brackets and you were sitting in about second, third, fourth. I, I mean... You, you, yeah, let's you, see the video. You, you, you made a pretty big guarantee here. You made a pretty big guarantee, and it's it's funny. On Cinderella, I'm going to go with Missouri. I'm going with Princeton on that one. Are, are you keeping track of this, or are we just shooting and shooting? I'm just, I'm just shooting. I'm just shooting. I, right. I figured our brackets probably talk more than anything. Yours um, is not I'm mine. Just, Relax, killer. It ain't over. Auburn, Houston. Yeah, but I just clicked through. I have, I have the most points available to win out of the whole bracket. I, I'm gonna finish in the. Show me the lie. I did. Till, till you see. Did you hear what you said after that? I'm gonna finish. Did you hear what you said after that? No. All right, let's go back. <laughs> what do we have? We'll go back. Okay. Just UCLA loses. To, yeah, UCLA goes go out for the Elite Eight. And Hang on. Trouble. Go Wildcats. I didn't go back far enough. Hang on. I wish this was on my phone. I, I'm going to finish in the top three, I guarantee you. So, did you hear it that time? No, it's, it keeps Mr. breaking up. Mr. Mr. I'm going to finish in the top three, guarantee it. I've seen that, and I just happened to come across that today because I was watching, I was clicking through our video from last week, and I was like, oh, buddy. I was like, I literally, I just started clicking. I was like, I'm going to watch a little bit, and I, that popped up, and I was like, I'm saving the time frame. You know, had you not pulled the video, I would have fought you to the death. I don't remember saying that, and <laughs> that's not like me to say that. I must have been feeling particularly good at that moment i guess but and i don't i don't have the app on my phone anymore but where did you after that, that week after that following weekend i knew i knew it was over i didn't think that i'd finished tied for last but um you know i think i only had i think i only had three teams in the sweet 16 and and one in the elite eight and i didn't have any of the final four uh, just I had crazy... one team in the final four, and it was UConn, and, and that's that's what carried you up because uh, you know the, the the kid that won it that picked UConn, right? Um, yeah, he, name he was finished. his name was yeah, his name was Noah. He he actually messaged me. Like I said he messaged me today to 
let me know because I didn't know who he was. His name was Noah. Congratulations to him. Yeah, but, go congrats, ahead. Noah. Was he one of the late joiners? I, I honestly I couldn't tell you. I, I I think he was. So if you were Noah, fuck you. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> we won't we won't accept it next year. I'm just kidding, man. But uh, congratulations on winning. I'm not really kidding, but I don't want to be a dick on the podcast. But I ain't kind of, so I ain't kind of kidding. Uh, good job. Uh, you know, we started off with like 12 teams, right? And I think we ended up 15, 16. Some people joined after the first weekend, which whatever. Their brackets like, were locked. Yeah. They couldn't make changes to the brackets. So, so I'll spare love and war. I think some of those guys joined, though, were just trying to, trying to link up. But, but you know, the, what happened throughout the course of the tournament is exactly why it is by far my favorite sporting event uh, ever. Uh, and I, I don't ever see in that change. So college football is my favorite sport, right? But but the NCAA, and it gets it gets better every year. We had we had two 16s beat ones, right? Um, Not this year. No? One? Oh, it's, it was a 15 beat a two. Yeah, yeah, 15, yeah, right. Princeton beat Arizona. And then yeah. Purdue uh, lost a whoever 16, whatever 16. You know. FA, FAU, right? Florida FAU, hang on. FAU is really who carried me. Because I had FAU in the lead eight. And I fucking... Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's So they, that's they, exactly they really it. helped me and brought me back up to what? I think I finished fourth in the fourth in the league. But So so they've made the tournament throughout the years, right? But they've never uh, they've, they've never really made, a, made any type of big run. And I read a really cool article about their coach. He took the job and immediately regretted it. And he he was gonna he was gonna quit before he even stepped foot on campus. So the administrators at FAU, after he accepted the job, flew him down and did not allow him into the gym, the locker room, or the weight area until he signed his contract. And he walks <laughs> in. They showed pictures. It's basically like Stockbridge High School gym, East Jackson High School gym. I don't know, but that I I, I believe that, but that. That university on its own, when we went down to Miami um, back in, what, for the capital, for the playoff game back two years ago, um, we ended up stopping, literally, we stopped for, we had to stop for gas, but that's where we stopped, we just happened to stop, and we got off the highway, and we were on campus at FAU, and the campus is beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. And and the amount of money, the amount of money, amount of money that it has is insane. I mean, because it's right there, it's kind of right there. In between Orlando and Miami. Yeah, uh, um, both over time. Yeah. So, so it's, it's that's a really cool story, right? It, you know, basically almost like a Hoosiers type deal. But um, I, uh, San Diego State, Brian Dutcher. So, so really, really kind of a cool story. And I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this. I mean, I, I know you know, but specifically, so. So when I was eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh grade, I, I always went to the Michigan basketball camps. You, you went for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Um, so at the time, Bill Frieder was the head coach, right? And and he left for Arizona State our senior year, and then Steve Fisher become coach. And when the Fab Five scandal came out, Fisher was fired, and he landed at San Diego State, and he was there for. A long time 20 years or more and dutcher's been there dutcher was assistant uh the whole time and now dutcher's the head coach well so when i was eighth ninth tenth grade uh 
Dutcher was a, a low-level assistant. Um, I think I don't think he was a grad assistant, but he, he might have been. But for like three or four years in a row, he was my team's basketball coach throughout camp. Yeah, that's awesome. And and you know you didn't you didn't see the head coach uh, you know Bill Frieder very much, but Steve Fisher was the one that did ninety percent of the talking. So I had a, a lot of interaction with with them both. But I just thought it was really cool that here's this guy that you know thirty something years ago was was basically pouring coffee and and picking up basketballs and you know basketball lifer right and and drug a team to the final four so uh, really really cool stories you know I'm all about the underdog for the most part um, and this this tournament is the most exciting in my memory um, and and probably probably you know a top two or three ever a uh, little bit of a dud but with with the championship well, yeah. game the, right? yeah the championship game was a dud i mean i think uh, it was, you know it was it but... was it was a good five minutes first five minutes and then after that it was over uconn did what they did to everybody um all, all tournament long and and you know as good as they played i think they would have did that to just about anybody i think they were the best team um in the country from from march on they, I mean, they, they, they were, they, I, they were a team that kind of slipped under my radar when I put on, when I was doing my bracket, even though I somehow had them in the final four, I, I was not thinking about, they were a number one ranked team. They started out the season, I think 13, 14 and 0, and then they lost like six of eight. Yep. And then after, after that, losing that, that like rough patch in the middle of the season, they went, I think 14 and two then six. Well, I guess after last what Monday night would have been 15 and two. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just insane about like in this game where you can have a season that goes like high to low to high and still have a chance to pull off the championship because there's not a lot of sports you can do that in. Right. And they, they were unranked in the top 25 preseason unranked. So, uh, I think, I think we where they we, did. Yeah, I think week three or four they were ranked number one, so they moved up. Yeah, quick. yeah. Um, well, they got three guys that are going to go play in the league, so I mean that says a lot. Yeah, and I Danny mean, Hurley, kind of a cool story too. You know, like you're too too young to remember Bobby that played at Duke, but their dad was, uh, you know, he's a legendary high school coach in New Jersey for for decades. Um, and I I kind of think the whole Hurley family is a bunch of assholes, but I still think. Uh, pretty cool to see him kind of climb up through the ranks and and um you know UConn they got five championships I think since 1999 and I know and um <laughs> three three different coaches Calhoun uh Kevin Ali and 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 now um uh Danny uh Hurley so um good shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, I will slowly cut, but I have one last thing I want to say before we actually get into our show, the topics I want to cover. Um, shout out to the women's tournament this year. I mean, it was it was something that I don't – a lot of people – women's – I know there's been a lot of talk trying to get women, women's sports more – more people interested in play. 
They had 7.7 million people watch that game between Iowa and LSU for the championship. Right. That's just viewers-wise. That's more than the Orange Bowl this season. I think more than any Thursday night football game. Um, there was a bunch of, like, big-name things. It had more people. And, I mean, when you have someone excited as Caitlin Clark and LSU, and, I mean, the LSU was good all season. They always had that. That go to, I mean, it's it's gonna happen, and I think, I mean, it's good for the sport of college basketball, and I think it's good for the women's side of it. Because I mean, I mean even I even even I was intrigued to watch. And I'll tell you what, I, yeah, I'll, I watched the champ. I watched the championship game. I watch multiple like tournament games. And I, I watch the Iowa uh, South Carolina game too, and then I watch bits and pieces, but I watch yeah. both of those. And that was. I'll be dead honest. There wasn't a fucking time in a day that if I clicked on a goddamn basketball game and I turned on it with women's basketball, I probably wasn't watching it. Actually, no, I wasn't fucking watching it. But just, and it's not because, let me say this, it's not because there were women before this gets turned and spun. And it's because the intensity that comes with men's basketball isn't in women's basketball like it was. Wasn't I should say, Caitlin Clark you know and that Angela not. Reese had kind of brought. Hopefully, those two brought that back in that national championship game. Well, you got them fucking no, you can't see me chasing her around with the middle finger. Caitlin Clark doing this to the girl from Louisville. I, I mean, that's something I think women's basketball needs more of. Maybe not the chick who punched like the Bowling Green player in the face and knocked her out from Memphis. The chick from Memphis that did that. But the whole shit talk inside of it, in my opinion, is is where the sport's going to excel and bring a lot of help to that sport. So, so for me personally, right, that's what kind of put my butt in the seat was Caitlin Clark, her, her little bit of swimness and, you know, reading up on yeah, her a little bit. That's what Steph I Curry. do. Yeah. So, so, you know, the old John Cena move, but she – she, her dad put her in boys leagues very young. So she grew up because what? there was no girls leagues, even older that, that offered any resistance to her. What'd you always but tell me when there were chicks on boys teams? Treat them like men. If they want to play with the boys, treat them like boys. Right. And <laughs> she obviously, she obviously could handle it. But I will say this. I thought that, that, the whole ring thing and the facing that Reese did at the end of the game, she followed her around for like 15 seconds, right? And I don't think anything should happen to her. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But, you know, I got into a bit of a Twitter debate with some people. And a big one today. if you did that on the playground, you would get your fucking jaw broke. Girl, boy, whatever. There's a difference between talking shit and taunting a little bit and then and then following someone around and and just fucking taunting them and i i thought i thought it was a little classless and he played basketball competitively for a really long time over 20 years um seen it all but um uh, on the other hand, I do think that that adds into the intrigue, as, as you said, and, and brings a little more excitement because 
the women in general just aren't as physically gifted as men and it, it, sometimes it's hard to watch but you know when you get players of their caliber it, it's it's exciting to watch and fun to watch and um i enjoyed that as much as i did watching the men's tournament this year oh yeah for sure and obviously a whole bunch of other people did too because it was it was very much talked about and very fire um we'll move on uh another not really big thing but i guess big thing to the michigan fans uh kind of give us that 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 fix that we're all craving right now for michigan football i mean you hear all the talk you hear about all the recruiting um which Jaden davis was a huge pickup we'll just spit that out real quick don't really have a topic for that today just want to spit that out there um but we'll talk about the spring game uh did you watch any of it i did not so I watched. I watched the second half. I, got, I still went back and looked at the first half. Um, I got home like literally as the second half started. So I mean, I missed. I from what I know, I missed two touchdowns being scored. Just you know, all the points were scored in the second in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, there was a lot of good upside. I mean, obviously, you have um, no one. No one important played. When I say important, I mean no one like McCart- JJ played. I think he completed seven for ten for eighty-four yards um, and a touchdown early in the game. Uh, running back wise, there was no um, no Donovan Edwards out there. He sat out. Obviously, no Blake Corum still recovering from that injury um, and surgery. But there were some names, some names out there that made their name um, stick out. And that's my favorite thing about the spring game. And one of them being at the running back position, Benjamin Hall. Uh, yep. 13, uh, 13 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown in it. And I mean, you can't. I get, it's a spring game. I get it. You don't mean, but he, I, my, in my opinion, look at everybody else who was rushing for either team, for the maze or, or the blue team. There's not a lot of people that I think you can argue would be a better number two or better number three. I'm sorry. I forgot. At this point, just looking at the spring game that he's obviously the front runner right now for number three, if not, Cole Cabana, Cabana, which he didn't play either. Um, he could put his name out there. And like I said, there's now that I look, there's a lot of people that didn't play, uh, at least on the running side. This is just me looking at the rushing running back side. You have, um, no, no, there he is. Never mind. I'm gonna shut up and not act like I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Um, and then on the on the wide receiver side, um, a name that I'd never heard of. Peyton O'Leary had seven receptions or six receptions, seven um, for 126 yards. I mean, that that dude put the Mays team on his back, at least especially in the second half when I was watching. Um, And then there was a kid, Josiah Stewart, the transfer played a good game. I'm trying to remember who who the kid was up front on defense.
And I said, oh, I think it was Kachon Bennett, maybe. I don't know. There was I can't remember just because I wasn't really. I was kind of paying attention, kind of not. Um, I'd have to go back and watch to actually be able to tell you. But there was a dude on the on the defensive line. I think it was him who was just blowing stuff up left and right. It might, no, never mind. It was Kenneth Grant. That's who it was. I just yeah. seen his name. It was Kenneth Grant. The dude was blowing stuff up on the defensive line. I get it. Spring game, whatever. Um, but I mean, it, it was very, it was a very good representation of my part, like that I seen. Is because when the play, when the decent players were in there, the good players were in there. The defense was locked in. In the first half, it was at the halftime. It was seven to seven. I mean. JJ played, like I said, I think JJ played probably what, probably only two series if you actually look at the, if you get into it. More than likely is my guess. You know, yeah, like so, seven so two ten. things for me, uh, Marion Walker, who was switching over from offense, right? He looked he looked good. I did I did catch bits and pieces and then you know watch watch the highlights. Uh, he had four tackles and a fumble recovery, and then um, Nakai Hill Green is back and healthy. And mm-hmm. I forget what he had. Maybe it was a groin or a hamstring, but I, I don't remember. He's basically been out a year and a half. Um, so glad, yeah, he's glad been to out see since. Him back and healthy too. And Alex Orgy, watch out for him. He could be the bet number two between number two quarterback. Um, Alex Orgy had a had a nice game from what I was seeing. So, uh, I mean. And that new tight end, A.J. Barner, seen some things I liked out of him, could fit in well. I mean, tight end room's pretty stacked anyways. So, yeah. Um, Colson Loveland, um, A.J. Barner. I mean, I see two big body tight ends that are going to have a good season, in my opinion. Um, but other than that, I mean, the spring game, the spring game. Yeah, we've seen you know, what we've seen. They didn't show a lot. Some reps and, and come out of there without any major injuries and – and, you know, as far as I know, that's what they've done. Mission accomplished. Gives everybody a little bit of football fix. Had it been decent weather, I probably would have went, but it was cold. 40 degrees. Here. That's short weather. Come on. Yeah, I'm too old to be sitting on those hard-ass stands just for something that doesn't mean nothing. Oh, I know. I can, I can So, I can how, agree, about, but... how about the top five receivers? Who's your number five since Harbaugh's been around? I mean, number five to me has got to be – I made a fucking list, and I'm pissed I deleted it. Um, let me s- – go ahead and pick. Go. You tell me. I got to look something up. Bro. I got to not look it up, but I got to see if it's still in my notes. So I'm going to go with uh, uh, Roman Wilson. Okay. Yeah, good pick. I'm going to go I, – I, I do have my – my list. Thank God. I was really like worried I didn't because I couldn't think of who I had there. But I have I have Cornelius Johnson. I think last year kind of solidified him. Yeah, he has his drop problems. Um yeah, that's fair though. But I think he made up for a lot of that last season. And I think this year, I think this year if he comes out, he's obviously probably gonna move up on my list. Number All right, four. We got a number four. Number four, I, I hate doing this because I knew he would if, – if he would have had quarterback, something like that, they would have played with who – or even an offense like we do now. 
I have a number four. I have Nico Collins. Nico Collins was such a big body receiver. And I think he really came through our university at the wrong time. He did. But I had Nico Collins at number four. I got DPJ, Donovan People Jones. Okay. Who you got at number three? At number three, I got. Um, Where's my? I got. Um, shoot. Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can see it. Um, I got Amar Darbo. I'm going back a little bit. Back to that 2016 yep. team. That team was so good. Don't know how we didn't beat Ohio. Should have beat Ohio State that season. Um, but uh, but can't really go back on that. I'm JT was short. Um, but dude was a can make catches all around. Probably our best downfield receiver that we've probably had in a while. Yep. Not like your slot receiver. Um. But, and then at number two, I got DPJ. DPJ was probably going the moves he can make up and down the field. He could give it to him sideways or in the in the field of play, and he would he would be up and good. Um, plays for the Browns now. Has had a good NFL career so far. Um, number two, Nico. Okay, Nico. Like yeah. I said, these are I think we, we have pretty much close to the same list. Number one, I got Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell was just one of the best slot receivers I think we've had probably it's been a while since we've we've had a super good slot receiver like that. Um and just his work ethic was just great too. Yeah, I got I got Darbo at one. Okay. Yeah, like I said, we pretty much have the same list except I think it was Cornelius Johnson you didn't yeah. have, and I have. And you know, I, I really, I really struggled with this because I thought uh, uh, J.O. Chesson yeah. should have been on the list, um, but Darbo, uh, I almost had Nico at, at four, like you did, but Darbo, uh, only guy in the Harbaugh era to break two thousand yards for the season, uh, or first career. I mean, I'm sorry, and. Um, I just think that hard to argue against those numbers. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's what we got for that. Him and Chesson were, were just Mister Reliable, you know. Not a lot of drives. Oh, they were. Not a lot of great, big, huge, big plays. You know, Darbo had a couple that kind of stick in my head, but um, yeah, Darbo. I mean, that was the same team with Darbo, him, and Butt. I mean, back in 2016. I mean, you couldn't ask very much more, and we're just. The team, in my opinion, was better than either the team that we've had this season or last season. They just kind of came up, kind of came up a little short, and I think the Ohio State loss kind of killed us that season. Um, I'll take that out. Next one, I guess we'll move on. I mean, it was wide receivers have been good at Michigan. I mean, really since. Hasn't seems like it's been a problem, but honestly, looking back and thinking, going through that list, 
it was hard for me. That was probably the hardest one we've done so far between quarterbacks and now running backs and now wide receivers. That was the hardest one so far. Um, next one I think we'll do next week is tight ends. So just a heads up. Uh, next spot, Tigers are back. Baseball is back. Um, started off the season very rough. Tigers got my – I was very – I'm like, man, I was so right I, about I, these son I, of bitches. I was like, oh, about to lose 100 games again. I was like, it, it's funny because I think I was on Twitter today and I was talking, someone commented something, posted something, I commented back to somebody I went to high school with. He said, uh, he's like, said something about, I will not get my hopes up by the Tigers. So, yes, as we know, the Tigers won the series against the Astros. Went two out of three. Um, I think they're three, what, two and four on the season now, going back home for tomorrow against the Boston Red Sox at the home opener. Um, but winning the series against the Astros was big, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah you got sure. swept by the Rays, but you come back and you sweep the World Series champs from last season. Um, yeah, I get it. Altuve's not playing. Um, Brantley's not playing. They don't have Verlander anymore. Right. But they're still a good team. Still, still a good <laughs> um, team. Uh, you know, Hinch's ball, old ball club, right? So, you know, you know, he wanted it bad, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, uh, their problems, I still think they lose 90 games, yeah, but I don't think they lose 100. But, you know, I watch – I don't think that I have watched a whole game and see them win in probably five years. I, I'm starting to think it's me. I'm getting a complex about it. I watched the first two games, both losses. Um, didn't watch the wins. And then I, I watched it today. All the way up to it was four to one, I think in the seventh, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Then oh I'm yeah, that's I was eight, I was listening to it at work today. Eight to one or something, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I turned it off. But um, you know, I, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty much a traditionalist, especially at baseball. But that pitch clock, man, that's a home run. Um, I'm all really, about it. I I was, game. I was very I was very against it. I I, I was very too, against but, it. But now that I've seen it actually in play and put into play, I oh, I and it's not even for speeding up the game. It makes the game. I know this isn't how you're supposed to say this, but more fun, right? Or funner. So, That's yeah, right. You're supposed to say so, more fun. I wanted to say the other one, but you, yeah, it's creating more stolen bases, right? Which is which is. To me, one of the most exciting single plays in all sports. I think the stealing of home is the most. But um, that with killing the shifts, it, baseball to me is, oh. is a lot more fun to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I've watched – I think there's only been – it was the third game. It was the final game of the Rays series. I didn't watch any of the game this season. I've watched the past two nights, and then I watched a little – I was – I watched a little bit today, I'm, and then I listened to the rest on the radio until, like you said, it was like four to one. Or I was like, Eduardo Ed, Rodriguez is getting shelled for home runs again. Whatever, normal. Um, but I mean, I, I like honestly, I like what I see from the team so, far, at least in this Astros series. I like what I seen from them. That they play like that we did this in this series, which I don't think they will. They might have a chance to finish in 
a wild card spot possibly possibly i mean you got i mean you gotta remember the central at least in recent history has been one of the worst divisions in in mlb yeah no they, they do have um, a shot if they if they can stay healthy and 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 uh you know so, so far this year and this is one of Scott Harris's things, right? We we need to be, we need to. I forget exactly how he said it, but on both sides of the ball, we need to, we need to minimize our strikes on when we're on offense and maximize them on defense, um, and you know maximize the balls on offense and minimize them on defense, and that will go. I th- I forget what he said, but I want to say he said that was worth like 15, 20 games a year. You know, big analytics guy, right? And they're not where they need to be, but to me, they look better than they did last year. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Long, long season, right? We got a long ways to go. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see them on this homestand, you know, maybe win one or, or maybe none because it's cold weather. Um, we, we don't seem to, you know, start out really well. Fences, even though it, Fences are shorter now, though. Fences are shorter, so it's going to be interesting to see how that is. If I didn't have the kids, I, I would I would go tomorrow. Take the kids. They're supposed to be like 50. Yeah, I promise it's too little. I ain't dealing with that. Yeah. Lame. Um, you made me sit through a Michigan football game in about 10-degree weather, and I was four, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the Tigers. It's still early. Who knows? Just something I want to kick off, and that's the pitch clock thing. I'm glad you brought it up because I completely forgot why I actually wanted to put this segment in there. But the pitch clock and the shift and the size of the bases I wanted to talk about because um, it does, like I said, it makes the game so much more fun to watch. And Absolutely. Not I. Cause I don't even really care about cutting the time of the game down. It's more just the excitement that comes with it. Um, uh, but we'll see what happens this season. Tigers are looking good. I mean, decent. I'll say not good, um, at least in this series. Uh, quick notes before we go. Michigan plays tomorrow night in the Frozen Four against Quinnipiac. Uh, Minnesota plays Boston. Winner of each game faces, I think, in like – I think it was like a whole week until they play again. I know they think they play Monday night or Sunday, Saturday or Sunday night. That's why they're playing on Thursday. Yeah, Sunday. I, I don't even Okay, today's Wednesday, Saturday or Sunday. Um, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, Michigan can pull out that win, and hopefully, they bring home a national championship. Bring home, I think, number eleven or twelve. I think it's um, eleven. Um, so we'll see. Got another good season. Michigan close it out very well. Haven't I think they they haven't lost a game in regulation since January fourteenth. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I think that was it. I think we covered everything else I had. Yeah, I think that's it today, guys. Um, we'll, uh, we'll continue to, uh, keep y'all updated on Twitter, Facebook, make sure y'all share us. I'll upload this to Spotify and YouTube tonight. Um, so y'all can watch it, listen to it at work tomorrow, whatever y'all do. Uh, thank you again for all the support. We appreciate y'all and go blue. Go blue, hell.